welcome to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Twine. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. The Wellness Alchemy podcast centers around three key areas, the alchemy of truth, health, and adventure. Today's guest on episode 15 is Shelley Cottle. Shelley is a physiotherapist, but she practices a little differently to traditional physios. She has an interest in wanting to know why. Why does pain come and go? Why does one knee hurt running and not the other? In her experience, the human body is not random. There's always a precipitator for everything. The body always moves in the path of least resistance until it can no longer maintain the adjustments. Pain and dysfunction arise at that point. Shelley enjoys tracing the pain or injury back to its roots and treating it there. When she can properly treat the root cause, the results are great and lasting. She enjoys helping clients on a healing journey where they can see the start and the end of the injury and ailment. Her two biggest interests are feet and post-C-section healing. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Shelley. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Janelle. No worries. So, um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you today about your niche um, your unique style of physio and post-seizer treatment. So I'd love you to kick off with describing what makes you the unique physio that everybody loves and um, that, you know, why, why you have a passion for post-seizer support. Yeah, okay. So, well, let's start from the start. Um, when I first graduated from physio, I actually, I wasn't very enthused and I found that a lot of the ideas were just leading to a very shortened view of the body. And so uh, I actually was quite disheartened by, um, by physio to start with. And, and I was lucky enough to start work in Canada. And I had a, a great lady that I worked for and she got me to do some courses. And these courses were all about how to find uh, what what's called the driver or what was called, what was basically the source of the problem. And so that was looking at the whole body. And, uh, and so I suddenly became very uh, encouraged by physio and I could see that um, there was possibilities to actually be quite helpful towards people and to mm. solve issues rather than just saying, well, if you have a sore elbow, then I'm just going to push your elbow until... Uh, and massage it until maybe the pain goes away, which to mm, me is very the, scientific. Or yeah, or maybe just the pain lessens and then it comes back. Yeah, exactly. Which um, to me, there's always got to be a reason in the body why something misbehaves. Nothing is really random, and there's always got to be, you know, like a a why. And I've always been quite curious and and always wanting to know why. So. Mm. Um, I was really, uh, yeah, really excited uh, by physio treatment that I could then start to trace back injuries and say, well, yeah, there is a reason why when you're running, your Achilles starts to hurt. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I was going along quite nicely for a number of years and, um, and then I started to, to see a pattern um, of always being... Uh, finding people or la ladies with um, 
uh, aggravating hips or neck and tracing it back to the cesarean scar. And so it became like, uh, you know, uh, someone would come in and go, oh, not another cesarean scar. Um, mm. And it, it became, you know, quite curious in how to, to best treat the cesarean scar. So I started to develop my own technique towards that. And, um, and then on my uh, list of courses that I wanted to do um, for my career was visceral manipulation. And visceral manipulation actually like helped me to, to get another layer of being able to, to treat a cesarean scar. And then, um, and then as well, I did neural manipulation, which was the other layers of, of treating a, a cesarean scar. And I guess the, the biggest layer of really learning how to treat a cesarean scar is 14 months ago um, when I had my son, I uh, had a cesarean myself and it wasn't on the cards for me. I, it was uh, option number Z or option <laughs> Z, I should say. And uh, uh, so I ended up with a cesarean and uh, my and then observed firsthand. <laughs> yeah. My poor obstetrician was had the look of sorrow as he told oh. me the bad news that I was going into surgery. And uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, observing firsthand is really nothing like it. Mm. Um, and I've been uh, somewhat fortunate in that realm uh, as a physio because I've I've observed a lot of first hands. So I had surgery on my feet, I've had uh, countless injuries, and um, I quite liked adventure sports. So I was always seeming to injure myself somehow. <laughs> so there's nothing like experience. Yeah, personal and, experience. <laughs> yeah, and so after, after really having that personal experience, I, I got into another depth of, um, of how to release scars and how to help people through the cesareans in the early or the late stages of. And, um, and yeah, really understand as well some of the, the symptoms um, and things, you know, that, that you start to experience in your body and how long it takes to actually recover, which is the other interesting part. Mm. So, yeah, in a, um, a long-winded answer to um, that's how I came to to really be involved in cesarean scars. Yeah, and I guess that's a passion of yours at the moment, but of course any scar you treat, you seem you seem to focus on a lot of scar tissue from what I understand of your um, method. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think that comes down to the fact that the body's never um, random. Um, and a lot of the times what scar tissue does is create a restriction in the body that the body says, oh, hey, this isn't normal. I don't know what to do with this. Mm. Let me hug it and, or, you know, so that I take the pressure off around that or uh, let me do something so that I can continue to move because I can't move that part. I'll have to move something else a little bit more. Mm. Um, and it, it generally comes down to the fact that there's something restricting and, it's often an outside force. You've had an injury and impact where um, something has has actually bruised or damaged the tissue, and or something has cut the tissue. Um, so surgeries, and um, and your body really doesn't know how to heal around that uh, to the best of its abilities, and that's where 
yeah, actually have to come in and, and do some manual therapy so that you can move forward from that injury, not just keep moving around it. Mm, and then the body has to compensate with what you've just described there that, you know, it restricts that range of movement in that section and has to compensate elsewhere, which creates exactly. maybe two problems or multiple problems in a way. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have a sore back and um, it's really coming from, say, a, um, an injury that you had, you've broken your wrist when you were 10 years old. And for the most part, you know, your back may have been okay, you know, odd back pain that comes and then, you know, you use your arm a little bit more than normal, you know, you start going to the gym and lifting weights and your wrist is doing something that it shouldn't particularly do because it's actually just healed a little bit funny or the muscles around it just didn't quite, isn't quite doing exactly the right thing. And so then that tension goes up your arm into your shoulder, your shoulders twist, and then your back has to twist to compensate for your twisted shoulders. So mm. it ends up somewhere, but often not at the place where it started as mm. being yeah. painful. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about visceral manipulation. So um, it's an important piece of your work, as you've touched on. Can you describe how it helps recovery and exactly what it is? Yeah. So um, visceral manipulation and I think there's a couple of uh, ways or schools of visceral manipulation, but the the one that I know of that really goes in and and its actual direct approach is uh, through the Burrell Institute. And um, and so Burrell actually, um, he's uh, he's from France and there's a, He's done a lot of training within the, the realm of visceral manipulation and um, he's done a lot of education around it. And, um, he has brought visceral manipulation to the world, basically. Um, so uh, um, when I started with it, um, basically uh, you're, you're going onto an organ as uh, a direct approach onto the organ and you're asking the organ um, what they need, what the organ needs, and so you're helping the organ to move into a better spot. So organs are all connected back into the skeletal system. So if an organ is in the wrong place, the skeletal system will be in the wrong place. Mm. Uh, by having an impact on your organ, you can actually have a better impact on the skeletal system. And that kind of follows what I see is your body has priorities. And I, I, I see it as the three main priorities of your body is that, number one, that your eyes are looking straight and they're able to, to look at your environment and, and tell you that you're level and tell your ears that you're level. Um, and so uh, if you're, say, you have a shift in your cranium and your eyes are a little bit off, off center, then your whole body has to shift around that. So your number one priority is your eyes. Um, and then number two priority is your nerves and um uh, and blood vessels and so that they're actually supplying your muscles and telling everything what to do 
and then you've also got your organs so they're also a very high priority of your of your body so if, if things if your organs aren't uh, in the right place or doing the right thing then that's actually life endangering hmm. so it's your body's trying to protect the things that it values the most and it values organs nerves eyes blood vessels uh, it doesn't really care so much about the skeletal system the muscles mm, as much secondary as yeah yeah so it, it uses it uses the skeletal system and your muscles to actually to be able to to move around to allow better supply to the things that it prioritizes more highly mm, and so therefore um, you get a longer term result exactly yeah so you're actually um so part of visceral manipulation is actually teaching you how as well to find the area of concern. So the area that's actually causing um, the, the highest amount of tension in your body. And when you can release the highest amount of tension in your body, then uh, you can have a, a huge impact. And so it teaches you how to actually find that area of tension and to be able to release that appropriately, to, to know exactly what's dysfunctioning by using your hand, by feeling with your hand, and uh, and then being able to release it to um, to what you need. And it's amazing, actually, how much you can feel in your hand. So you can feel, when you put your hand on somebody's stomach, you can feel, say, if their liver's moving, and then how much, is it normal, is it restricted to one, uh, one side or the other? You can feel, as well, the stomach. Uh, the, the colon moving and you can feel if it's got a restriction and whereabouts that restriction is. So it's, it's actually, it's really interesting and it's very, very powerful. Um, it's really fun to be able to, um, to understand and to, to be able to utilize it because a lot of people have a lot of issues with their viscera, such as bladder issues, fertility, stomach issues. And when you can, solve those things as well as their skeletal um issues then yeah the impact is amazing mm. so i know you've studied reiki do you feel that intuitive aspect of your skill set supports the visceral manipulation or do you feel like they're uh, really quite separate i'm just curious because there would have to be a lot of trust in that sense of touch yeah um I feel, uh, so I did, before I did any Reiki, um, I did uh, another level of energy work, which I found was 10 times more powerful than what I found Reiki was. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that can be quite interesting because if you tune in, you can, you can understand, uh, you, sometimes you can feel a little bit more about what's going on. Um, but often I'm so tuned into feeling the messages of the body I'm trying to, to tune out to other things that it mm. might be trying to tell me, which it might come in through that, that Reiki or energy work. Um, there mm -hmm. is uh, six levels of visceral manipulation that uh, you can do. And there's, um, I've done the first four, which is uh, the pelvic organs, uh, the abdominal organs, such as the liver, um, stomach, colon, etc. Uh, and there's two aspects to that, and then um, and then the thorax, so lungs and heart, mm. uh, and then the last two is actually more an emotional um, um, aspect to visceral manipulation. So 
what they talk about is that your emotional body extends eight centimeters out from your body and it starts to uh, those last two sections of, of the courses are all about trying to feel how you can best approach that level of your body uh, which potentially is where as well um, a lot of people kind of go in with Reiki uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure of the similarities um, yeah but it's really interesting you know with um, uh, I diverge a little bit uh, back towards um, some of the visceral but I thought I might share with you a personal experience mm, I'd love you to um, yeah so um, when I first did the course, and this was going back, gosh, about uh, five, six years ago, um, it was releasing the liver and the intestines and the stomach. And so day one, and it was quite, you know, quite intimidating because you've been asked to have such minute pressures and feeling for such small movements. Uh, but we ended up, the first, first day is uh, releasing the liver. And... I'd always, I've had a shoulder issue for um, some time at that stage and whenever I went to go and do a push-up, I always felt like my shoulder, my right shoulder, uh, actually couldn't hold my weight and it would always do something funny. And so I had this really gentle release done of my liver and, and all of the techniques are very, very gentle. Um, sometimes you're wondering actually if your hand's actually doing anything at all and um and so I had this release and I went home and I was in the hotel room and I was, oh, I need to do some exercise. It's about dark out. Maybe I'll just do some exercises um, just in the floor. And so I, I went to do a push up, and it was easy. And my right shoulder did the right thing. And ever since I've had my liver released, it's been no problems mm, at all. Yeah. So it was, um, it's always nice to do a course and have, a really amazing response straight Personally, out yeah. yeah and then you go yes I'm on the right page yeah or I can understand this yeah exactly yeah. I, can, I feel like I can actually use this and, and have a and, and help people mm. Mm. and I would add one of my personal experiences working with you so after my motorbike accident I think I had some knee issues and I was going to do a big hike um, and I remember you working on my scar on my shin um, to support either my knee or my Achilles there was some connection that you're pushing so hard into my scar tissue to release um, uh, my knee or Achilles and I, I, did, I hadn't even thought that it would be related to that and that's when I started to appreciate a bit more of your philosophy um, yeah. And another experience was when I stacked Sorry it on a pain, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, I stacked it on a chair. I think I slipped on a rug and hit my ribs. And mm. I remember you adjusting my liver as opposed to doing anything with the ribs and the pain went away. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yes, I know. The liver, oh, it takes so much. All those snowboarding or falls on an outstretched right arm, the poor mm, liver, it yeah. always, uh, gets, it gets forgotten about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, I want to bring it back to um, post-Caesar treatment. So um, with your personal experience, I'd love you to 
either just talk about your personal journey post Caesar or what you've observed with clients um, with some of the specifics um, in what the body has presented that randomly in speech marks <laughs> randomly relates back to the scar. You know, how does yeah. that show up in the body? Sure thing. Okay. So um, when you have a cesarean, they cut the front of your stomach and then they sew it back. Everything like they just they pull some of the organs out or they have to cut through your uterus and all the muscles, layers to your stomach. They sew everything up. And all of a sudden you're there's this tension at the front of your body. So um, it's like if you're going to tuck your shirt really heavily into your trousers and then just kind of like sew it there. So you just can't, you can't move from the front of your body so much. And what happens with that is that your shoulders start to curl in and your head starts, to, you know, those old ladies that you see mm. and they've got the, the little um, hunchback. Hunchback. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and, I wouldn't be surprised if most of them have had some kind of surgery on their stomach mm. uh, because yeah, what that does is just pull you in and it pulls your neck forward. And so you end up having a, a shift of your lower cervical spine over your thoracic spine. And, uh, and then you have this huge amount of neck tension that, that is created from that because your, your muscles are saying, Hey, come back vertebra you know stop sliding forward but the vertebra is getting um, sliding forward because there is so much tension on your stomach and you think about all the organs and all that tissue it's like one big sock of your body so you can't pull one part so if you're going to pull your t-shirt down now you might feel how if you're pulling your t-shirt down in the front what's that doing to your neck what's that doing to your shoulders and that's similar to what you might experience in a cesarean um, I, you know, also they, um, not expected to sew it exactly perfectly across. So you might have then one side being tighter than the other side. And mm. often you see that they're sewn from left to right. And more often than not, I see a more right side tightness than left side tightness. And, um, and when I have seen more left side tightness, I've asked, um, the lady that I was dealing with, um, which side that the surgeon was standing on, and he was on the left-hand side. Mm. So, um, yeah, really interesting um, that, uh, yeah, there is that, you know, the aspect of you can have a tension going forward, you can have the tension coming um, into a rotation, uh, but it's, if you're thinking about that tension coming forward, then you're going to experience um, uh, tension that pulls your shoulders, tension that pulls your neck. Uh, often you'll end up with um, back pain because your muscles can't get um, can't get your pelvis to sit exactly where it likes. And and your body's actually very very fussy, so it likes everything to be absolutely perfect. And so when it's not, then you'll often experience pain. Um, and so for as well, if you're thinking about activation of your core muscles and your pelvic floor and so forth, if your pelvis is then sitting in a tilt, thanks to your caesarean scar, then there's no way that you can activate your muscular system. You can't 
um, get your core muscles active and your pelvic floor is likely to uh, suffer, which is where often people go and they see a pelvic floor specialist and they're saying, oh, I'll just do your pelvic floor exercises. And that's actually impossible. You can't do pelvic floor exercises when you've got so much tension, you're adding tension to tension. Mm. And then you're doubling up. Um, actually, the, um, yeah, the, the dysfunction in your body. So you've mm. actually got to create a release in your body um, and let your body sit into its more natural position before you can actually move uh, correctly or allow other muscles to move yeah yeah exactly that's uh, what I can say it's very very specific and it and it has to have everything sitting exactly right for the optimal uh, movement patterns Mm. and um, I would add that it's just so intelligent and it's always giving us messages it is you know it's always it's always trying to do the best thing for you yeah and um, you know like Unfortunately, it can't move around your scar, so it's trying to do the best that it can around that position, mm. um, uh, making sure that it doesn't affect all your organs and and so forth. So, yeah, it's so mm. intelligent. It's really, mm. it's really a, a a cool system to work with, as you know. Like mm. you, have, you work from a, a different angle, but you know, like you're looking at a system that's just so intelligent. Yeah, and that's what I love about your philosophy is you're you're taking those messages and um, giving them a voice, really, rather than yeah. just addressing the area of pain. You're taking and, a step uh, back and trying to view the whole body. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, I mean, it's interesting. You know, it's my own experience of the cesarean as well, you know, how um, I think I went through all this, the every single symptom that I could list um that i've i've heard from other people um and you know uh, small things like your hands start to to curl up because of the nerve supply that's restricted from your neck that's restricted from the cesarean mm-hmm. I actually started to develop some jupitrons after the cesarean because of that nerve tension that was coming through thumb pain uh, what, what pain. was that word you used Oh, so thumb, uh, and my thumb started to get quite painful, mm-hmm. um, hip, hip pain. And that was all from uh, the nerve tension that was um, being induced from the cesarean. So, mm. yeah, there's, um, there's actually, there's quite a lot of things that, um, that you might experience in, in bladder issues, fertility issues, pain down the legs. So how, how uh, would you how would you be dealing with fertility issues from yeah so they cut through your uterus um mm-hmm. and there's scar tissues uh scar tissue that can develop around that so um that might be uh impacting how um how the uterus can expand or mm-hmm. um to do its right function there's also um you know you get blood uh, coming to the uterus from the left kidney. And so if there's been an impact on um, how the left kidney is sitting and um, how it's being supplied, uh, how mm. the uterus has been supplied from that kidney um, because of scar tissue or tension around that area, then then you're more likely to result in some fertility issues. Mm. There's, there's actually quite a few things that will affect fertility and bladder um, uh, based on that. 
it's um yeah it's really sometimes quite individual to each scar mm -hmm. yeah and one no, other basic no scars the same yeah yeah sure one other basic thing um well, i don't know if the word basic is actually correct but one other um outward thing that the body has or that your body has shown from what you've explained is just the inability to lift your arms above your head post yes Caesar. yeah exactly so Could you, that... um, yeah can you elaborate on that um yeah so there is connections um from your organs um, down in your pelvic region and all the muscular system as well um, down where they cut through that are connected into your shoulders and so uh, when you start to lift up your arms um, you might find if you have had a cesarean that you're actually stuck before you get all the way to the top now a lot of people think oh that's no problem I can lift up my arms uh, all the way and uh, I, had, I don't have any restrictions, but actually you say to them, don't use your upper back. And um, mm. there's a lot of compensations that, that uh, people do unconsciously and then they can actually feel that, no, oh, actually I do have a restriction in my arms. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, your body's pretty good at, at hiding restrictions. Um, but if you're tuned in and, and keeping everything in a neutral position and then try to lift your arms, yeah, often people have not done any work on, your cesare on their caesarean scar, do have restrictions that they just um, aren't aware of. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so hopefully yeah. the listeners can, can maybe uh, from this episode take a little bit more... Um, of a step back and observe those messages that the body's giving and yeah you know, there either. are there are three um three tests that i've devised actually to um to help to understand if you are being affected um, by your cesarean and um and then some exercises to be able to help to recover from from that and mm. the, the interesting thing is that for me to lift up my arms overhead uh, fully um, without my cesarean or my pelvis trying to shift and other things trying to compensate it took nearly eight months wow. to get a complete yeah so it's, it was a it was a long road to recovery of consistent was, work is that what you're saying yeah and I was yeah. very specific about it and I was very particular about my recovery but it um yeah, I feel like I've done a great job. <laughs> wow, good on you. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you'd love to share with the listeners around movement or post-birth um, that would enable a better recovery for women or at least give them maybe some more awareness to yeah. recover fully? Um, I think one of the big things is just being aware of of what you're doing and how you're moving, especially early on, you know, how are you sitting? So if you're feeding your baby, are you, um, you know, like resting back because it's, it's too hard work to, to sit on your sit bones. Um, and, but I think it's really, very important to try to adapt a really good posture straight away because it's harder to do later because you get a lot more, uh, compensations and a lot more tension and come into your body but 
the earlier you can start to move um, and be able to uh, to try to adapt the um, or to mobilise your scar tissue, the better, so that you can uh, when it's more pliable, basically. Um, you Before you create a new habit that doesn't serve you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you know, for the first few weeks, you can't do too much because you want to maintain that scar um, actually healing and not being infected. Um, but um, after that, it's, yeah, it's really important to start to, to get movement. And then at six weeks, you can actually start looking to, to find a, a visceral um, manipulator and um, therapist and you can um, you can also address some of the scar tissue that lies underneath what you can see mm. um, yeah so I think that's that's also really important mm-hmm. at the six so, week you know, mark yep. yeah yeah so after six weeks you can you can start to to look at that scar tissue mm-hmm. okay yeah great I don't know if I cut you off there. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No. No. I okay. Think, um, I think that's about all. Yeah. Great. All right. So you're based in Cairns. So if there's any listeners who are based in Cairns, then definitely reach out to Shelley. She's based in North Cairns. Um, I absolutely love what you do. And I, yeah, would also take you up on your comment just then if you're not based in Cairns, then just looking for a visceral manipulation therapist, if that's the right term, um, in your area to help deal with that deeper layer to give yourself and your body a long-term solution to either the restriction Mm -hmm. or the pain that you're dealing with. Yeah, you'll be surprised about how many people who have, you know, 10, 20 years um, have been having neck pain, headaches or whatever, and it's and it's originated from the cesarean scar. So I encourage you to, uh, no matter how old the scar is, to start to query if it's um, doing a disservice to your body. Mm, Yeah, and I think I'd add an example there. Um, I remember you were working on um, my ex's uh, appendix scar and how that was... Uh, creating an issue in his shoulders and he'd had years and years of dislocated shoulders and problems around that area and I just found that fascinating that that scar would have occurred as you said however many years ago I don't even Mm. know maybe 15 maybe 20 and um, Yeah. yeah the problems that had come from that because the because the therapist wasn't getting to the core of the issue that's correct, yeah. yeah. I could mm. build a, a whole um, practice based around appendix scars as well. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're hideous things for your body. They cause, uh, often people come in and I don't know why my right side is always a problem. I always get right side of shoulder pain and right side of neck pain and now my right hips. <laughs> Activating mm, and the ripple effect, uh, the negative ripple effect from oh, that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, my right knee, I've needed that to have an, an ACL construction. Oh my yeah. gosh. Surprise, surprise, I've had an appendix surgery. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there is a, a, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They're an interesting one as well. So. Mm. 
Mm. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast today, Shelley. Oh, thank you so much, Janelle, for having me. It's been fun, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help spread inspiration and conversation beyond the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time, bye for now.